0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, it's a rumble in the jungle as some of TV's biggest brands go to war. But there can be only one winner. The numbers are in and, well, they aren't great. We'll reveal how many people actually bothered to watch Ten's pilot showcase. And we've all watched Netflix's The 100, so you don't have to. It's part of our group binge. Is it a winner or a dud? Don't worry, Robbo didn't pick this one. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Blackbox, the podcast.
2: This is TV Blackbox, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry.
1: Hello, there I'm Rob McKnight and this is TV Blackbox. You'll meet the panel in just a moment, but first, for 9 years there were 3, but during this week in history the Australian television landscape well it changed forever. Time for a bit of television maths now. Channel 2 plus Channel 7 plus Channel 9 equals Channel 18. But that's not what the third commercial network Australia's TV sets turned into. It was during this week in 1964 that ATV Channel O Melbourne first went to air breaking the commercial network duo. And she's been a trailblazer ever since. (laughs) Hello, let's meet our guest tonight, Robbo. Welcome to the podcast,
2: Rob, thank you for having me. It's been amazing, and what a wonderful time it's been to have Network 10 as part of the television landscape of Australia.
1: Well, you know what? Channel O to Channel 10, she's had a rocky relationship with the viewing public, but they seem to be falling back in love with her, so we shall watch this space. Matthew Simmons is a contributor to the TV Black Box. Hello, Matthew.
3: Hello. Thank you for inviting me again.
1: Yeah, we'll see how you go this week and see (laughs) if you get to come back. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) Philip Kosh, he's the writer to the magazines. You've seen his work in New Idea, Woman's Day and plenty more. Philip, he knows where the bodies are buried and he's not afraid to
4: put that into print. Hello, Philip. Hi, Rob, and I'm pleased to learn that Channel 10's still airing, isn't it? Oh! go.
1: (laughs) We've got some... uh, Interesting information about their online uh, activities in a moment, and he is the viewers' advocate. He stands up for the little man who can't stand up for himself when he wants to get the best on television. Hello, Mub. <laughs> Happy birthday, Paramount Plus. Uh, <coughs> yes. Now, it is Paramount Plus's first birthday at time of recording. Do we know how many people are subscribed, Malk? Is that information out there? I've been seeing a lot of articles today, Mm. but I haven't seen anything about subscription numbers.
0: Yeah, look, 10 are keeping those numbers pretty close to their chest, understandably, though I have (laughs) managed to get some information from someone close to 10. Uh, And as of yesterday, close of business um, yesterday, there's approximately 17 people that are
3: subscribing. (laughs) 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 I'm one of them too.
0: So am I. Half
3: half the podcast makes up half the audience.
0: And Philip and I are one of them. And Matthew, three three of
1: them are on this podcast. We need a little hashtag there, may not be a true fact. And look, tonight we have some very special guests joining us. You might remember Kirsty Lee Acres, and together with her husband, Jesse, they took home an incredible $301,000 on the block
4: Woo-hoo! last year. Yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. So many
1: fans thought they were robbed because they finished last with Mitch and Mark winning the series, boo, which was overshadowed by a cheating scandal and fireworks between the contestants. But guess what? Who cares? Because the only people <laughs> we've invited onto the podcast... Kirsty and jesse the others haven't been here <laughs> hello <That's team>. right. <laughs> welcome to tv black box
5: thanks for having, thanks us. For having us
1: guys <laughs> I-, I gotta tell you it's been a lot of fun uh, just before we were coming on, talking to you guys. I think this is going to be a hoot and a holler, so uh, no pressure, <laughs> but you better make this a good episode.
5: Uh, well, you said hoot and holler, so you had me right there. <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: Uh, and I misinformed you, Rob. They came second last. Is that right?
5: Second last. That's right. Yeah. Ronnie and George come last. Can we point that out? Oh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> my
1: bad. If they really hated bad. that. <laughs> um. You know what, Uh, Kirsty, the other thing about you is that you are a music singer-songwriter. You actually performed at Tamworth last year at the Country Music Festival.
5: Yeah, I've been performing my whole life, literally my whole life, and it was funny watching the block and seeing people's comments. A lot of people watching, you know, would say things like, oh, you know, she's just decided to start a music career and try and get famous on a a renovation TV show, and I'm like, Okay, yeah, I've only released six albums already so far, but radio, yeah. I, I thought a Thanks, renovation Dalvin. show was the way to go to boost my music uh, career.
2: <laughs> Kirsty, I, I, I've been lucky enough to perform at the Tamworth Country Music Festival as well. Uh, I wasn't in tune, I didn't know what to do, um, but I did sing Delta Dawn. Have you ever sung that song?
5: Oh, everyone loves a bit of Delta Dawn, don't they?
2: <laughs> yeah, I reckon that you could probably sing it in tune, I didn't sing it in tune.
5: Uh, what were you doing at Tamworth?
2: Trying to sing a country music song, <laughs> yeah. Try, just, try Part to keep, of your illustrious yeah. TV <laughs>
1: career, Kirsty. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jesse, yeah. I've got to ask you, uh, oh, Kirsty. You know, she brings the the knowledge, the looks, the singing <laughs> to the relationship. What do you bring?
6: I'm still, um, I'm still not sure, Matt, What I bring <laughs> to this to the table here? Go I on. can lift heavy things. That's about it.
5: He's got a massive penis, that's (laughs) what I'll tell you.
2: Well, Uh, there we go. Weirdly, I was going to say, I was just going to go with uh, Jesse, take his shirt off. but I think Jesse's also a music producer,
6: aren't you, Jesse? I I, I do some uh, music videos, so it uh, saves Curse a bit of money. I think that's why she keeps me hanging around.
2: Yeah, well, show us your flute then, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, you right. heard it here first. All, All right, right. It's, it sounds like it's going to be a fun one. These are
1: uh, these are an interesting couple. All right, let's get into the news stories of the week. And this week has seen the dawn of a new ratings battle, with some of Australia's biggest brands going up against each other. Seven brought back their once top rating, My Kitchen Rules. On Nine, you had the long-running favourite, The Block. A fourth season of The Master Singer premiered on Channel Ten, and the ABC launched another season of Spicks and Specks. It's great to see new and upcoming programs on network television. Anyway, so who just swept the competition? We've got the numbers, combining the Metro, Regional and BVOD markets. Out on top was a monumental 18th season of The Block with a total overnight audience of 1.345 million viewers. With The mass Singer coded differently for the main show and the reveal, 10 snagged the second and fourth spots with 809,000 for the reveal and 706,000 for the launch. MKR was in the middle of that, in third, with an audience of 808,000. ABC didn't provide their BVOD or regional figures, so we only have the Metro data, but Spix and Specs was last in the Metro overnights with only 449,000 viewers. As the week continued, though, there were some small changes in that lineup. Well, help us make sense of these numbers. It would seem to me nine have a winner here with the block and MKR is struggling.
0: Yes, Rob, absolutely. Uh it's a an interesting situation that we find ourselves in because Seven were betting really heavily on the Manu and Nigella fronted my kitchen rule, sorry, MKR in the relaunch. The the yeah. you know, the newly branded all changed up thing, uh, to come hot out of the blocks and for it to, you know, be somewhere between second and third in that, you know, kind of national picture that you were talking about, it is good but not great. Um when it's beaten by The master Singer and The Block is so far ahead of everything else and that has remained consistent, I think it's going to be really interesting in nearly a week's time when we get the total figures because the challenge is drama plays well in catch-up and reality, generally speaking, doesn't. Mm. There's just too much. If you've missed four episodes, you're not going to go back and try and, you know, binge-watch everything that happened on that show before. You might read recaps or you might do other things, but that doesn't bring the network any revenue. So Seven will be keen for MKR to lift, but I don't think it's going to lift anywhere near like they want it to. Of course, they're saying they're very happy with its outcome.
1: It's interesting, Philip, that um, in the overnights, MKR was third. Uh, even when The Masked Singer wasn't on, on Wednesday on thir- Wednesday night, Yeah, um, MKR didn't lift that much. I've got to be honest, when I was watching it, now Jella was there, and she sounded old. She sounded like she was struggling, like, hello and welcome to my kitchen rules.
4: <laughs> wow. And
1: uh, break, breaking news, Rob, she is old. Well, home. that's the thing, Mok. It was the first time I've ever Googled a celebrity's age and to Bullshit. find out she was 62. <laughs> and I also then found it interesting Bullshit. that other websites made a big deal of the fact she was 62 as well because... I mean her mm. face doesn't look sixty two please don't get me no. wrong but her voice it's does. lucky to be twelve
2: sorry yeah. hold on no no wait 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 hold on for a minute um okay uh, are we gonna all guess the ages of people who are on television because none of them all match up so I don't know why we're having a go <laughs> I'm not having a go it, it just it seems
1: no uh, no I'm really not having a go it just stood out to me that she seemed to be struggling to get uh, her lines out seeing Nigella on the show was amazing Robbo. it was a it was amazing to see her there. Having said that, I got over it pretty quickly, and I actually didn't make it all the way through episode one of My Kitchen Rules. Neither Entire. did I make it through the first episode of The Mask Singer. I, I, I watched a bit of it, and then I thought, it's the same old, same old, and I'm not as into these judges, Philip, as I was the previous judges. I found myself enjoying The Block.
4: Yeah, look, I didn't have an issue with Nigella's voice, but I did have an issue with the complete <laughs> lack of chemistry between Manu and yeah. Nigella. It was sort of noticeably uncomfortable almost to watch, I thought, on that first um, the launch show. And, of course, it's now rebranded as MKR, not My Kitchen Rules. They're trying to mm. really make it a completely different show. And, unfortunately, the food lets it down, you know, that... And thus far, we've seen average to shit cooks, basically, and you don't want to make food like they're making. No one wants to eat it. They want to make it like seriously. Really there's been a lot of complaints yeah, about yeah.
0: food, and really critically, Philip. I think you've nailed it because then the rest of the show, because they're trying to move away from the drama-filled MKR, which was ultimately its demise. No drama, which means. No interest. Yeah, boring. Well,
4: it, well, it it is boring. And look, I know it's meant, it's what well, prides itself on being a bogan show or a bogan cast, and they sure, Matt, you know, they fit the bill. But they're just a bit dull. They're all quite nice and yeah. dull. And you know, and then look, I I love the block, and I was certainly watching the first episode. I think mainly like the rest of Australia to see what really happened with that influencer and a footballer husband, and, you know, they mm. were every bit as, let's say, entertaining as I expected. <laughs> Kirsty
1: and Jesse, you were on the block last year. When you see that it's still doing so well, are you pleased for the show or are you a little bit like, oh, I would have liked to have seen it go down now that we're <laughs> not there?
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, I think definitely pleased because, you know, you'd hope if they ever ask you to go back on it, it's not going to be... You a know, flop. it's not going to be a flop, or it's not going <laughs> to tank, so I'm purely thinking of my invested interests. <laughs> and you're
6: always attached to the show, you know, so while the show is continuing to do well, people are still going to resonate with us as characters, mm. I guess.
4: Are there any of the this year's contestants that you think are great? I'm already hating some of them, I must <laughs> say, but <laughs> in a sort of a good way, like I want to see more of them. Yeah. Are They just you really irritate me.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I can't. Re- I can't remember all their names just yet because it's only been what four episodes so far. Um, yeah. Who are the new- Who are the new ones that replace the influencers? Rachel Is it Rachel? Uh,
0: Rachel and Joel came in as the new guys. Oh no, guys. Rachel
5: and Ryan. I think it is
0: Rachel
4: and Ryan.
5: Elle and Joel were. The- oh, sorry, oh,
0: Joel was the one that yeah, went. Yeah, Sorry. So Apologies. Rachel and
5: yes. Ryan, I think they're going to be ones to watch, and they they seem like they're genuinely, you know want To be there and want to work hard and you know do all the work, um, but yeah, it's been it's been hard to choose a favorite, yeah.
6: It's been hard to watch. I haven't slept oh, yeah. the last couple of nights, I've just been like all these panic and <laughs> these terrible memories. Really? have been coming back, PDS, uh, flashback. The show was wow. like, so, don't get me wrong, it was the most amazing opportunity I've ever had, but it was the it was worst experience up. of my life. It's horrible, it's torture.
2: Hold, <laughs> hold on a minute there. I, I, I yeah, you made 300
6: to, grand, it can't be that bad. It oh, took yeah, a few years bet. off my life, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, you, just don't sleep for three months. And um, at what cost yeah. did they make three
0: hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it
5: is. It, it really big mission. It, it doesn't do it justice on TV. We would watch it and we would laugh at the contestants when they'd be crying over things like broken tiles and you know just things that don't seem very important. And it's not until you're in that. Pressure cooker,
6: and you haven't slept just the no sleep. Yeah. You, like, you could do it with sleep, but if you're just averaging like three hours a night for three months, yeah. your body shuts down on you. You start and to go
5: brain, you start to lose. I it was now. in
6: a delirium by then, I just didn't <laughs> even know. Yeah, yeah. anyway, so. What was the question? No. I still haven't slept for three days. He's back in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jesse. At least you can walk away with it, knowing that you've got a big penis. That's what That's we right. understand. Right. Yeah,
6: you're not gonna put. You can't put this in. You saw. You got to cut this out. Uh, no, uh, no, we'll uh, cut around we'll Please it don't
2: happens. say. Please don't say you can't put it in. Just uh, a big uh, anyway. Rob, go ahead. All right. Well, just
1: as the new shows premiered, there was some controversy about the use of an acknowledgement to country at the beginning of two of those programs. Indigenous leaders have blasted both the block and the mass singer for using the gesture, labeling it as unnecessary and condescending. It's been something we've seen here before on Channel 10 shows and even Foxtel's Real Housewives of Melbourne. But an Indigenous elder, Ian Hunter, said the use of the acknowledgement should only be used where appropriate, such as a citizenship ceremony. He said, When too many people use it lightly, it devalues their ceremonial programs. It's also been revealed that production staff and talent on the block had undergone it, had undergone Indigenous cultural training in a bid to respect the land where the show's filming took place. Uh, Matthew, you and I were talking about this earlier, and you said, "Well, I'm not in a position to comment on this because uh, I'm not an Indigenous Australian." And I've got to say, I don't think that is something that washes with me from the point of view that we are all viewers, we are watching TV, it is something that comes up on the screen. Now, I'm not here to comment on whether it's appropriate or not to people of Indigenous culture, but if we take that view that we can't comment on this because it's tied up to people of uh, Indigenous Australians, then we can't comment on anything on TV because we're not programmers. You know, we're not the ones making the decisions. Things that get broadcast on television are up for discussion. No matter your uh, ethnicity, uh, whatever whatever race you're from, you have a right to think: Is do I, as a viewer, want to see that?
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we can't kid ourselves. The people that make these decisions to put these acknowledgement to countries. On the program, uh, uh, while they might be advised by Indigenous Australians, they're coming from white Nequit executives or production companies, uh, or the, their executives. Um, I guess my point is, I can't like, like you're saying, we can't necessarily comment on why it matters or why it's important. Because to me, it's not something that impacts me. But I do agree with you, Rob, that when it comes to making programming decisions, we I think we can, we should be able to talk about it. But without understanding the, I guess, the reasoning, because, you know, when making a show, you have to look at it from all angles and what works and what doesn't. So, in that respect, I think we should look at it from that angle. But the actual acknowledgement to country itself, which is what this elder is talking about, it goes beyond just what we've seen on a television show. He is talking about the citizenship ceremony, Mm. so... There's just a lot more involved. We should talk about it. what we see on TV, but definitely uh, there's got to be a lot of haters who just see it and they go, ah, and just bluff it off. And that's just, it doesn't necessarily affect you. So in in that respect, I don't think we can comment on it. But definitely, when it comes to TV, for sure.
1: Kirsty, I'm almost loathe to say this, but you are an Indigenous Australian. And to be honest, I don't want to say you have to comment on this because you are an Indigenous Australian, you know, Uh, but I will come to you for your take. I've got to be honest, from my point of view, as soon as I saw it on the block and The Mars Singer, I went, oh, for God's sake, you (laughs) know, I I did. I went, they're having a wank because, to me, I think most Australians believe in equal opportunity. Yes, they're a racist, we know that, but they're the minority. I think, on the whole, yeah. I think most Australians believe in equality. What they don't believe in is just having stuff like this um, wokeness shoved down oh, their throat constantly. That's what it yeah, it does
5: feel like that. Um, I'm a, I am a proud Wanabrua woman, and I don't speak for all Indigenous Australians. No, of course. no one
1: from any um, culture speaks for that's their right. entire that's culture. Right.
5: And but personally, me. I feel like it is getting to a point where it feels like it's just getting overused so much. It's Mm. actually losing some of its sacredness. Mm. I I attended an event recently that I performed on and every single person that it was an awards ceremony. Every single person that got up and spoke, they started out with the acknowledgement of country. And it just got over the top. It was Mm. it was like, okay, I feel like we should do it at the beginning of the ceremony. That's fine. But I don't feel like 10 different speakers getting up. Because mm. then when I got up, I was like, oh, shit, am I going to, do I have to do this too now? Like, if I don't, I'm going to look bad. <laughs> like, you know, wh- where do you stop it? And I was reading today, you know, even Coles now, they're printing it on their receipts. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, it's starting to lose a bit of that sacredness. And Specialness. I feel like if, yeah, yeah yes, that's right. Sacredness and, is a great word. Yeah. You know, if it's
1: at the Logies, I'm all for it. We yeah. did the TV Black Box Awards and we did an Acknowledgement of Country before it. And the reason I did that is because we had someone who um, was able to do that, who was yeah. representative. Uh, I, it, I I felt the TV Black Box in my head was a big awards ceremony, so yeah. it felt like a special event. But I think putting it uh, at the front of a reality TV show is not a special event and yeah. doesn't warrant it.
5: Yeah, well, even, I mean... Even if they want to do it on the first episode, that's that's great, I guess. But I don't think it needs to be something that's on, you know, every episode of something. See, I'm
1: not even with you there.
5: I'm just. Well, like, I feel like it, people are so politically correct these days. They're kind of the like problem. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, and they you know. But you
1: know, you know what? To yeah. me, and and it just seems like a, a whole bunch of white people having a wank, saying, "Oh, aren't we inclusive? Aren't yeah. we wonderful?" <laughs>
2: Well, that's uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, can I just say something here? I, I think that <clears throat> uh, I, I think it's important to have that. I think it's important that we're doing that. Um, and I, I guess I go back to: um, Are you against uh, networks who broadcast the Mardi Gras? Are you against that? Uh, um, uh, because I like to hear. Um, obviously being a gay man, I like to hear that we're being inclusive. I like to hear that networks are making me inclusive. I like to hear that newspapers, obviously not the Murdoch press for Christ's sake, and, and more and more, not the nine network press. Uh, but, uh, I'd like to think that I'm being included. I-, I like this. I, I, I think this is important. I don't important. I don't see how it's different from saying to gay people, um, Hey, you know it's important that you're around. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate you. We're gonna show you what um, what we can do for you, how we can support you. How is this any different? So we're okay with um, because it's fashionable to go. Oh, let's raise a rainbow flag, but it's not okay to talk about acknowledgement to country. Like, what what are we talking about here? I I don't understand the uh, the argument. I think it's important that shows who um who are filming on. Indigenous land, and we all are, I think that's important to acknowledge that. that that's a step in the right direction that many other countries, including in, including New Zealand, for example, they have been doing this for a lot longer. Their newsreaders, for goodness sake, start with Kiora. Like, they, they start with that. That's important. But we're still talking about whether it's important here. What do you want? I don't understand. Do you know what
1: I'd i want? Give, give thousands of dollars to Indigenous um, uh, groups. That's
2: what I am going to say.
5: Yeah. It feels like a token, token throwaway.
2: Mm-hmm. But this is yeah. the beginning of that. The, but this is the beginning of that. We have to take no, small it's not. steps.
1: It's, it's It's people making a TV show who want to appear politically correct to go, let's so, do it in acknowledgement so when, to country so and feel when make,
2: So when do we make those points, though? So if, if we don't make them in these these television shows, when do we make them on broadcast television? So well, now we here's do the it?
1: thing: you've got Ian Hunter, an Indigenous elder, saying that the use of a, uh, of the acknowledgement should only be used where appropriate, such as a citizenship ceremony. I'm happy to take it further, and Malcolm, I know you want to jump in. I'm happy to take it further, but seriously, an acknowledgement to country on uh, uh, with Osher Ginsburg standing there saying we recognise the people of the such and such land, or or at the beginning of the block, it's that's meaningless. Good. I it doesn't actually do anything. I, I think, think it just runs important.
6: the risk of turning into someone showing you how to put the life jackets on on an aeroplane, you know. Everyone tunes out to that. It just becomes like definitely. 100%. I feel no like it's definitely, of course it's
5: important, but when it's becoming to the point where it's being overused so much, I think people can, and networks and TV productions can make much more of a bigger contribution to Indigenous communities by employing Mm -hmm. Aboriginal people, by giving Mm -hmm. out scholarships to Indigenous kids that wouldn't normally get those opportunities to be able to go and do work experience or something like that at a TV network that are living out in remote communities. Um, I guess that's just what these leaders that have come out kind of slamming it are getting at, that rather than just throwing throwing out, you know, a token statement, do something more than that.
1: Yeah, doing 10 seconds at the top of the show makes them feel good, but what does it achieve? Mark? Yeah. I know you want to have your say. I'm going to let you speak. You've got the floor. Uh,
0: for everyone who had mulk disagrees with Rob on their bingo card, check it off <laughs> and <laughs> buckle up. Uh, uh, I, I hear what you're saying, um, Kirsty, and I completely understand that. I acknowledge uh, uh, the, the elder Ian that's mentioned in the article and his view and, and his bigger view. And and I, I think that look as 100% uh, an Anglo Australian who was born here but comes from Polish German heritage, there's a whole lot more that we can do to engage and to close the gap mm. between us and First Nations people. That's it. Um, I work with a lot of Indigenous young people and Indigenous leaders in my day job, uh, and as a part and it's it's in a church setting. I acknowledge. Um, as a part of our commitment to reconciliation with them, we place some pretty big emphasis on understanding the country that we're on and and when we're visiting other people's country and, and all of our meetings start with an acknowledgement. And I agree. At the start of everybody speaking, out of control. Yeah, definitely. If we're at an event, somebody oh, might welcome it us. It definitely if they needs to be done. Locally. It needs to
5: be done at events. And, and there's yeah. no
0: dramas
1: with Tony yeah. Armstrong doing it at the Logies because the Logies didn't do it.
5: That's right,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, that... Yes, yes, without rehashing the loggy situation. So, yeah, Kirsty, that's right. There's some procedure to the process, Mm. right, which is what it's meant to be intended. There is a sacredness to it as much as it is um, one group of people welcoming another to the place. I wholeheartedly agree that the television industry could be doing a whole lot more monetarily around the way that they engage and support First Nations peoples in in getting into the business. I know that Foxtel do that. I know that they spend the money, they have have, um, opportunities for young Indigenous people to engage in some of their productions. I can't speak for the block, though I would think, given what they did in the start for their acknowledgement, that they would have paid those local elders to come and be a part of that, made a donation to the Land Council as a part of that. Anything else beyond that? Amazing. If they didn't, well, honestly... Shame on you guys for not doing it. Who does it hurt? Um,
2: who, do, who does it hurt by doing acknowledgement to countries? We
0: are exactly of the same. Who does it mind, hurt Robert? to do
2: it? Mm. What we to do, do it respectfully. It's, it's been respectfully and to do it with And the fact intention? that we're doing this, the fact that um, we are years and years behind every other country doing this in our area, uh, who does it hurt by just doing it and acknowledging the country? Like by who does it hurt? Stories beat-up.
1: No other country's doing it. I don't watch East and see an acknowledgement to country.
2: No, they're the and colonizer. Everyone. That's not the same thing. Oh my god, you can't even say you're saying or, uh, Britain, U.S. shows. Britain. I don't see
1: an acknowledgement of, and they, and they are behind.
2: And they are behind. What? Who? It doesn't hurt anyone on this panel to have an acknowledgement to country on a TV show. You know who it helps?
0: It just doesn't feel real. For for the past at least 18 months, if not longer, the ABC have been including the local country name in all of their crosses, in all of their supers, to help people understand that when we talk about going to Sydney City, that we're talking about a particular part of First Nations Mm -hmm. country and this is the name of the people group that are from there or, or that are a part of that place. The education process in that is super important to the reconciliation I
2: I, do, I, I agree with you, Malcolm. Um, and we know that Network 10 for a while there was, uh, maybe for Nadoc week, were doing um, uh, traditional names yeah. for on their weather yes. map. So this is where I also have a problem. So I'm going to come on on this side. Um, if you're going to do that, then do it. All the, time. the whole time yeah. Correct With intention So yep. so this is where I have a problem So I like You want to do a welcome to country You want to acknowledge country Of where you're filming Tickety-boo Really enjoy that What I don't like Is when 10 did their weather maps For a week Don't do that like I think Just that's a waste no of time. Night, I that, exactly. I, I like at the beginning of a production, or uh, I know the ABC does it, um, where they acknowledge that in their either in their supers at the end or their credits at the end. Uh, but I think we're on the same page here when it comes to one week a year. We're going to put the traditional name. Like, piss off! Like I, I, <laughs> I, I but I, I want to know what you think because I, I, Kirstie, I think that that's.
5: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Either do it
2: for the whole year, don't do it for a week in a year because it looks rubbish. Bullshit.
5: I think introducing the the country names would definitely be a valuable thing in schools, definitely. I know growing up yes. uh, in my area, that it was mm. just never spoken about. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't know what the names were anywhere and, um, like, I still don't know what a lot of the areas, what their names are because it's just not taught in Australia. So I definitely think that... You know, if you're seeing something like that on TV every morning as a kid before you go to school, then it's definitely going to sink into your brain and you, that's something you're going to learn throughout your life. Um, What you were saying about, you know, who does it hurt on this panel to have acknowledgement of country, you're right, it doesn't hurt anyone at all. I, I'm trying to see both sides, mm. you know. I feel like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You want to try and, you know, bridge this gap, but at the same time when you've got elders telling you that they feel like, it's losing its sacredness and that it's becoming a a thing where you hear it so many times over and over again, you know, young people are starting to roll their eyes and go, oh, Hmm. radio, radio. I guess that's the hard situation, you know, corporations are going to find themselves in and I don't don't know what the answer is, to be honest. I'm going
1: to move on, but you have just hit the nail on the head. When people are watching it and roll their eyes, that's when it's lost its significance and that's where it's lost its value. When... It doesn't but, feel special. And it just sorry. feels
2: like, uh, here sorry. we go.
0: But it's not going to feel special who, to hardly uh, anybody. Who's if rolling we their were... eyes,
2: though? Uh, who are you suggesting yeah. is rolling their eyes at this? I rolled my eyes. There's yeah, but, of Peter, but so Rob, did, don't did readers from uh, the Daily Telegraph and The Australian rolled their eyes. I, I, I think that that's... Uh,
0: this article is a beat-up looking for a story. It is a non-event. I think it's really important. In fact, even to the point that the people that they went to get quotes from are, have form talking about the fact that they disagree with the whole process.
2: I think it's really important. I think it doesn't hurt anyone. At the end of the day, I think it's lovely. And I think that anyone who uh, rolls their eyes or has a problem with it uh, they've got to go into the room of mirrors And have a bloody good hard look at themselves <laughs> Well I'll do that
1: Robbo But I might get a bit excited Alright it's been over a month since Ten's pilot showcase for 2022 Was shafted to Tenplay So with the rise of BVOD and streaming Did these new concepts manage to attract an audience Well TV Blackbox brought you The exclusive figures during the week And this is where they all stood As of August 3rd So that's a month of these things Being available on Tenplay Courtney's Closet was the leader with almost 31,000 streams. Abby Chats had just under 23,000. Dinner Guests, 17,000. The Love Experiment, 10,500. Time to Die, 8,500. And finally, the Bush Blonde versus The World could only manage 7,000 streams. After one month on 10 play, all six pilots combined amassed less than 100,000 viewers. Matthew, it's interesting. I saw some commentary on MediaSpy in response to this article saying, you're always trying to have a go at 10, blah, blah, blah. No, we're not. I say lots of good things about 10. Hunter, great. AFL bidding rights, Mm. great. But they've taken a great concept called Pilot Week, they've shafted it to the website, and they've managed less than 100,000 views. That, to me, is a disaster. What's the point?
3: Exactly. I think you've summed it up. And, you know, 10 does a lot of great things. I think we're all critical where we need to be and then giving praise where we need to be. And 10, I I think 10's probably the channel I watch the most. So, great, but... (laughs) You're come the on. one. Hold on. Yeah. You're the one. Oh yeah, oh, B-
2: Big Boss, bev <laughs> this is the guy who's watching everyone. Come, on, yeah. come,
3: come here. Let's have a chat. Um, I just think
0: <laughs> like, so, when you're really taking Aaron's man. Uh,
3: when you've got pilot, week, as you said, like it's such a great concept, and it, it it brought so much attention and intrigue when it started. And yes. I don't think any of those shows are around anymore, but it was just the fact that you could sample it, and like you had Kyle Sanderlands with that stupid show, and Roxy with that stupid show, but at the end of the day, if you're going to put it on your streaming platform, and you already know that your audience isn't Netflix big, then, then what's the point, you, you, you're just, you're devaluing what the actual concept is, pilot week. Pilots you, for for commercial television, you don't watch pilots on a streaming platform. You watch it at seven thirty at night, and they try it like hunted, and it it's either goes gangbusters or it flops and it doesn't come back. That's when you watch a pilot. You don't usually it to we ten don't play. get to see
1: pilots, but that was the whole thing that was brilliant about this concept is you did get to see the pilots.
3: Right. Well, I I, I live in the days of. You know, the the epi- the first episode's always called Pilot. Pilot. So I, I guess that's just uh, what I'm thinking point, of. Good point, good point, good yeah, First uh, episode then.
2: Uh, Pilot week for the first week was this big event where you had all the stars come together. It was an event where, um, you know, obviously network shows like Studio 10 News. Uh, what's that bloody show that no one watches? What's that? Uh, Studio uh, 10. The project. Um, um, oh. The 7pm project. Where, where everyone came together. It was this big event and I, I worked there on that year and it was this huge thing that mattered mm. just don't do it anymore if you're not going to treat it with respect just don't do it anymore like we, we were looking here for caterpillars to become butterflies and the butterflies remained caterpillars mm.
1: that was a clumsy metaphor but i i sort of get it
2: <laughs> no no i i i'm having a, a thing with someone who is a big uh, a big uh, name in the industry but i i just have to say caterpillars
0: okay mm. Do you you need to mention Jesse's Big Penis or are we... I'm
2: still waiting to see it.
0: Okay, we'll move on. Rob, I have a a question for clarification and a couple of comments. Go ahead. In those streams, are they... Because I think every show was 30 minutes. Are they the full 30 minute as a stream or five consecutive minutes as a stream?
1: I don't know the answer to that, Mug, because I didn't run the numbers myself. So I was able to get someone to run them for me. um, And... I don't know the methodol- methodology behind that. It is obviously more the time. same methodology they use for all kind of BVOD reporting. What, Robo? Because I can't sure. say methodology.
0: Yep. In three, two. two. <laughs> Five consecutive minutes is the standard kind of BVOD stream count. How do we get on to So ratings? I hope that it's not that. I hope that it is actual, like, full number of minutes divided by whatever to give us our, our overall uh, number of streams. Obviously, no one
1: is releasing these figures officially. No. So... I, I don't know the answer to that I I know that it was for the full month I know that it was on any way that people could stream it um so it, yep. is the, it was the full numbers obviously each from when those numbers were run to the time I printed the article the numbers would have gone up slightly presumably sure.
0: but that's what your sitting. article Rob uh it, it the, the comments are one poor old bush barbie was hard up against it anyway because the scroller actually had the tile for her show and it was a shit show off to the side so it was never <laughs> going to get any of the numbers that the others did because finding even the scroller to get to that was going to be difficult look it wasn't the best of the six shows rob i agree uh but when you're not even on the front page to get a click sure that's going to be tough yeah um and i i agree with robo if you're going to take this seriously, then you need to present the content seriously. And in the past, we have seen lots of, you know, lights and sounds and all sorts of things about Pilot Week, and this barely rated a press release.
5: I've I've never heard of any of these shows. (laughs)
0: There you go. That
1: Uh,
0: that says it all. That
1: says
6: it all.
4: And Happy
1: Chatfield is one of the hottest presenters on television right now, and I mean hottest as in sought after. She is wanted by everyone. And the fact that she for what is she wanted? No, no, no. I'm
2: going to challenge you on this. What is she wanted for? Because nothing that she's done is a huge hit. So what she wanted? Check out a fans only page. Oh no, you
0: didn't. Only fans, Only
2: fans.
1: Sometimes you can't find. Sometimes it takes time to find the right vehicle, Robbo. But as as someone who's seen her hosting stuff, and it was the Channel Nine. After show thing. Was
0: it Love, Love Island? Island? What was yeah, it Love she Island. was hosting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the Love Island after thing. Very after, memorable. I, I thought yeah. she was fantastic.
2: Yeah, what? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't forget I, that. I,
0: I highly disagree. She could barely string two words together yeah. as a host. Look, she's very attractive, there is no question. And Abby is someone who will speak her mind. And that, I think, is the attraction. Because you kind of don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. But only
1: to, But, but um, for someone with such a big Instagram following and, you know, a, a social media influencer... 22,000 streams is all she could manage in a month.
0: Sure. And I don't think any of us is disagreeing disagree with you. All Robbo was saying is that why is your assertion that Abby is such a big talent and everybody because wants her?
1: She's on Because she's on the front page of the Daily Mail all the time. What I'm saying is she is a hot commodity at the moment. That peop, She's on The Mars Singer. She's on a mm. primetime show. She's got a nighttime that national radio show. It? To suggest that she's not a hot commodity at the moment is... It, it, it is bullshit, guys. No, like, no, come no, on, no. Seriously, the, uh, you may not she, like her. Uh, she's but she an, she's is a hot, a hot
2: com- commodity. No, 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 she's a hot commodity within the bubble of Sydney producers and programmers. Sure. Which I've talked about yeah. this before, where people at uh, at seven and nine and ten, they're all excited about this person. They love her. She's really nice to them. But hold on, aren't we trying to get ratings out in the country? Like, aren't we trying to get? people to watch TV? Well, it
0: depends on who you're talking to at what time, Robo. If you're talking to Seven, of course they're wanting numbers out there because that's where they win all the no, time.
2: No, but that's, you, know, you know what I'm saying, Mock, though, is yeah. that we've got this constant bubble of people who go, oh, well, she's fantastic. We love her. She's got, Sorry, but go out to a Westfield or go out to Beval Fair in Ipswich and ask them, well, do you know who this person is?
0: They don't know, though. I think the bigger issue is that it's the demographic that you hit. Abby Chatfield is not hit with anybody above Look, probably 35, unless they're a dirty old man. Yes, but that's
1: my point. Why couldn't she get her followers to go to Ten Play and watch her pilot? Did she even tell them? Mm.
3: Well, that I think Ten bungled the bag here. It doesn't matter how big she is. If, if her show, if her pilot was on Channel 10 at 9 o'clock at night... It would have beaten 22,000 viewers. Yeah, I- definitely. I'm, I'm willing to put a bet on that. Ten bungled the bag here. It ain't Abby. It ain't Bush Ranger, whatever her name is. It's Ten who relegated <laughs> all Ranger. of these shows over the <laughs> I think she's called Bush Bush <laughs> <is,
6: laughs>
3: Bush Barbie. 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 Yeah, to to back to
6: the
4: original question, Channel 10 have got all those other channels that no one ever watches. Why couldn't that it too. have gone on one of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree.
1: Why, If you don't want to do it on the main channel, why wouldn't you have a special night? Once again, you could turn it onto an into an event on 10 Bold or 10 Peach and say, tonight we present six pilots. You get to watch them all in one hit, and we want your feedback. There's so many ways you could have done it. Bad, bad form, and, and a killer because... It sounds to me like all the production companies put their own money into these pilots, so will they want to do it again when you're only getting a return on investment of 30,000 views and you're not getting a show? No. Exactly. No? (laughs) All right, still to come, baby news, appointments, and we farewell some TV icons. Plus, we'll find out what everyone's been watching when we head into the TV binge box.
2: It's now time for Hatches and Dispatches. Gareth Parker has been appointed the big boss of Nine News Perth. The host of 6PR's Breakfast Show is hanging up his mic in the coming months with a replacement host yet to be announced. The Great Australian Bake Off is returning next year with a whole new look. Maggie Beer and Matt Moran have stepped down as judges, and Foxtel are wiping the slate clean, with Mel Buttle and Claire Hooper also out of a hosting gear. No. Their replacements are due to be announced oh in the coming God. weeks. I didn't know we were doing live reactions. After a journalism career boasting more than 20 years and multiple awards, senior correspondent Amelia Adams is joining the 60 Minutes team as a full-time reporter later this year. Her previous work includes reporting from the US Capitol during the January 6th insurrection and filing from war zones in Ukraine and Iraq. And I adore and love this woman. I worked with her a little bit of time at Network 10. She's wonderful. In sad news this week, former ABC journalist and broadcaster John Tingle died aged 90. His daughter and ABC political correspondent Laura Tingle paid tribute to him, calling him her greatest urgeron, fan and critic. We also lost Olivia Newton-John this week after a long battle with cancer at age 73. Stars from all around the world shared their memories and admiration of ONJ, and on the night the news broke, viewers were treated to a special screening of Greece on Channel 9. <laughs> Ending on a lighter note, Channel 9 reporters Jerry DeMasi and Michael Gelamassi have welcomed the baby girl Tommy. <laughs> they shared the news on Instagram with a series of photos, calling it the best day of their lives. And that is this week's Hatches and Dispatches.
1: I've got to say a big congratulations to Michael Genovese who, with his bub, I know he's a big listener of the podcast, uh, Channel 9's US correspondent. Congratulations to you and your lovely wife from everyone here at TV Black Box. Okay, now it's time to open the TV binge box where we find out what everyone's been watching this week. In a moment, we're going to talk about The 100 as chosen by Matthew Simmons. But first, let's find out what everyone's been watching. Philip, what have you been watching?
4: Uh, well, after Matthew forced me to get Netflix back on two weeks after getting it cut <laughs> off,
3: uh, I would have given you my password. <laughs> w- I
4: watched the Grey Man, which has been a lot of chatter about. So. Oh, what's that like? It's shit. <laughs> well, no, oh. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not shit. But it cost two hundred and eighty million dollars. Holy to make. shit! Oh my god! Two hundred and eighty million dollars. It's got Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and who was
1: the best boy on that one, Philip?
4: Oh, um, I'm not even sure what that means. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> oh, I should have. I should. Uh, who was the second assistant director?
4: Oh, right. You want to know who did the flowers? <laughs> I'm just mentioning two very big Hollywood names because that's the reason yeah. most people would check this film out. Uh, anyhow, it's just bog average, not very exciting. Big. Clumsy, so I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, but I would recommend the Equalizer, which is this TV series, saying starring Queen Latifah on uh, Nine now. You have to be up late at eleven o'clock or do it. So on you're catch-up. the one
0: that's watching it.
1: Oh my God, that used to be the Edward Woodward show. That I, I- love this show. I hated that show so much, and my dad had this thing where he wouldn't watch people who had died. So I told him Edward Woodward died, and then he stopped watching The Equalizer because he just <laughs> wouldn't watch it anymore. So I actually lied to him years before Edward Woodward finally died. Anyway, I mean, you're that's a lot my... older
4: than me. Who the hell's Edward Woodward? I'm, I, <laughs> you I, I don't I, know, I know, the Woodward mo- I know the movies.
1: No, no, The Equalizer was an was a British TV show. Yeah, yeah, with Edward Woodward. I'm sure that's what his name was. Okay, there you go, Matthew. What have you been watching?
3: Um, continuing with the 100, which we'll talk about
2: um in a minute. Um, (coughs) sorry, but sorry, whenever two shows when someone says that title, I I have to sorry go on, Matthew. (laughs)
3: the two shows i've been watching i've mentioned this one a couple of times in the pod in the last year and i always say that i'm watching it again so i can catch up for the finale this time i'm actually doing it because i kind of only used to do one episode and then would forget about it but this time walking dead the walking dead they've got eight episodes left to air later this year i'm still in season 10 and i'm actually i've made it through about five catching up on benjamin fox so I, can, so I can get there for the finale, it's, this is a We're not going to wait for you, me, mate. I don't want to be spoiled. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm on track now. Absolutely. Uh, the other one I watched, it was one that I didn't pick. It was a, the partner's decision, but Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. It's the spin-off. I watched the first one, like the original Pretty Little Liars, which I didn't like. I don't know why I even agreed to watch this one. Um, yeah, not great. Didn't love it. So if you do... Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you.
1: Wow! No. <laughs> that was cold. All right, Kirsty and Jesse, you get two shows. Are you doing one each, or have you got a combo? Now,
5: nah, we're. This is going to sound so lame and sad, but literally every night this week we've watched the block. It's really sad. Yeah. But I we I said I don't want to watch it, but at the same no, but you've time got I can't. To. I can't yeah. not watch it. I think it's I'm in going... your
0: contract still.
2: You've got to watch.
5: <laughs> it it no, watch. It is. You've got to
2: watch it because you you want to <laughs> hate the people.
5: Definitely, but I get so frustrated watching it. I spend most of the time yelling at the TV, just over you know, Keith irritates the shit out of yep. me every, time he, nah. every
0: time he comes on the screen. Bad memories. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine why.
5: <laughs> so we've been watching that this week, and uh, what's the other show we watched last night? The oh, there's this documentary on Netflix, and it kind of sucks you when We're only halfway through. It's called "I Killed." I, I just killed my dad. Is that I just called? killed my father. I just something. killed yes. my. Nothing is. I just killed my dad. Something like that. Um, and it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very interesting. It sucks you in. I wouldn't say it sucks you in as much as um how to make a murderer. That really sucked us in. Um, back when that first came out. But this one, you just want to see. You know, why did this kid, seventeen-year-old kid, murder his dad? You know, he's got no emotion at all. Like he literally no. Emotion, um, so we'll yeah we're going to finish. I think we'll finish watching that tonight.
1: Fabulous! I also have been watching the block. I've been watching the preview episodes, and I've seen Sunday's uh, bathroom reveal. And I've got to tell Ooh. you, it's fabulous. And there's didn't a we draw great a line twist to say in, you can't and,
0: talk about previews? Yes. Rob?
5: No,
1: yes. we said you can. We said you can if it's close to a TX.
5: So out of touch with the Australian public. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've seen next week's Eps. They're very go. good. Uh, the bathroom reveals on Sunday are fabulous. And that's pretty much all I've been watching, except I did watch the second Venom movie. I finally caught up with that and oh. loved that as well. So it's nothing but love for me for my two shows. You loved it. Lo- yeah, I really enjoyed the second Venom movie. What's wrong with that? Did you watch that? it in five-minute increments? I actually watched it in pretty much one go. I can't. Well, I was playing games at the same time. Uh, Malk,
0: (laughs) what have you been watching? Um, Look, heaps of stuff, heaps on preview that I won't mention because that's the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Um, And if you mention them, that will be one of your two. I've been watching many of the reality shows of an evening and uh, staying, as we've already mentioned, The Block connected to that quite well. Uh, The two shows that I did want to speak about... That was one? No, it wasn't because you said you the block. I was That's the name of a you. show. No, no, no what, mate. Oh, don't even <laughs>
2: start. <laughs> no, no. Hey, Malky's right. You've had one
0: show. What's your other show? So the first show is no. in two parts. It's called uh, Trainwreck Woodstock 99 on Netflix oh, and Prey yes, on Disney. Oh, yes, we watched that. We watched that. Trainwreck uh, Woodstock 99 is everything that, that the first Woodstock 99 documentary should have been and wasn't. The absolute lack of a self-awareness by the guys that put it on.
5: I've never seen yet so many dumb white young guys in one place.
2: Please don't look at Jesse when you say that uh, because you turned to Jesse when you said dumb white guy. I won't have it.
0: Sorry, Jesse. Go ahead, (laughs) Mog. It it, it was just an amazing documentary at at what was an attempt to rekindle, you know, the 1964 Woodstock love and hippie power. Woodstock 99 was basically infested by bros. Yeah, and they were not happy, and throw into that some pretty aggressive bands, encouraging them the 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 what was it two two hundred odd thousand strong crowd to tear the place apart. So they did. It was horrendous, just wow. absolutely amazing, great. Like uh, you know, they've got people that were there as punters. They've got people who are working in key roles. And they've got the organisers, so they're talking to them. And all of that rolled together on Netflix is, I think it's two episodes. And
5: the band, some of the episodes.
0: bands too. Oh, and they got some of the bands yeah. to it, that's right. Um, Gavin Rostar from Bush talks about coming out to face the crowd. He's going, no, nope, this, yeah. is, this is scary. Um, it, it was. Uh, it's uh, highly worth your time. Trainwreck Woodstock 99 on Netflix the other part of that show was called Prey on Disney which is a new movie entry into the Predator franchise on Disney I want to watch rather. this and I can I can just completely recommend it it's it, it got all of the great touch points that will draw you in. And I think the thing that makes it work really well, it's set in the 1700s in America with the Comanche tribe. And the, the key central um, uh, character is a, a young girl who wants to be a warrior, wants to be someone that gets out and, and does all that stuff. But, of course, you know, the, the deal is women in Comanche uh, are medicine women and they cook and, you know, food Dr. and Quinn stuff. Dr. Quind? Not quite. No, right, almost. Dr. Quinn. medicine woman uh and and a a predator arrives and it is amazing it's and it's really tight to 80 minutes and you're done like it's an easy watch unlike you know two and a half hour large s films this is a a really great watch it's not going to win any academy awards but it's just really good fun prey on disney plus and train wreck woodstock 99 on netflix
2: Thank you, Mark. All right, Robo, what have you been watching? I've been watching the second series of The Outlaws on uh, Amazon Prime. It is absolutely fantastic. I loved the first season. You've got to watch this second season. Uh, it's Stephen Merchant. He he created it uh, with someone else. Who cares who the other person was? Um, but it's it's I love wonderful. Him. I'm it's a really watch this. good show. Yeah, this is really good. Isn't
0: it great, Robbo?
2: Yeah, I love it. So I love the first season. I, I happened to discover, which is one of those really lovely things, where you think, "Oh, I know that the the second series is coming out." I didn't really realize it was already out. So it's 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 lovely so far. Really, really enjoyed it. I'm also finishing. I'm halfway through the uh, last one and a half episodes of Obi wan I hadn't finished that yet, which is absolutely <gasps> fantastic. Spoiler alert: He lives. Yeah, he. Well, Rob, uh, <laughs> you've
0: got a very clear spoiler policy. Yeah. That you. Uh, can we talk about like you know all of the shows and spoilers, no? Mark?
1: It's a joke because we've all seen him in Star Wars Episode Four. Yep. It's
0: not a also, real spoiler. Also, we know that someone lives. It doesn't matter what the spoilers are.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: No, no, that was fun. What I can't wait to talk about, though, Rob, is um, the 100. Though I think it should be called the negative hundred. Because oh,
1: it was absolutely. Hold, hold your fire, rubbish. Robo. Hold your fire because Robo Look raises an important point. This up. week, we watched The 100 as part of our TV group Binge. It was chosen by Matthew Simmons. Despite a terrible script, bad acting, and plot holes that galore, I actually enjoyed it. Matthew, tell
3: us about this show. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it then. Look, I have to agree, I rewatched the pilot and I have been watching the first season, but I've gone back for the pilot for the purpose of this podcast. And I'm, in no way did I suggest it in saying, oh, this is this pilot is absolutely fantastic, it, it, it'll it'll blow you away. Because I do believe that for some of the actors, the acting needs work. And, Just a bit. Uh, but for me, what what draws me the most <laughs> and what I think made me stick with it is Look, the concept. Look, Matthew, sorry, can I interrupt?
1: I'm not saying the acting's bad, but last night I went to a under year Uh-oh. six, you know, Uh-oh. year four to year six production Uh-oh. of Aladdin Jr. Uh-oh. And oh, I about. saw hang better about. acting from the people that couldn't sing, the kids that hang couldn't about. dance, and the kids that couldn't act. Their acting was better than what I saw in the 100.
3: <laughs> and look, when I was in year six, I was a great actor as well. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. To, to me, I, I think the concept draws me in. The fact that people have had to go to space because something's happened on Earth, and you've come back, and you're working out how to 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 do it again. Uh, to, that that's just something that drew me but Ma- in.
1: Matthew, it's a concept where they decide they're going to send their kids down to Earth first because some of them did misdemeanors, and no no ja- no crime is allowed. So if you commit even the smallest crime, you go to jail. Yes.
3: Yes, well, it's only if you're a kid because otherwise you, you get, get floated. You don't
1: floated. Die. Yes, you get thrown out into space.
3: And who better than like that? To me, that just that sounds great. Send some 16-, 17 year seventeen-year-olds,
2: eighteen-year-olds. That that sounds like a good concept to me. Have some fun. Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> um, I thought there was more acting depth and talent in exterior establishing shots. Of any soap opera. Wow. So if we're, if we're talking wow. about uh, Ramsey Street, the houses had more depth... <laughs> than yeah, the wobbly, what we saw the wobbly here. sets
1: on Neighbours yeah. had more depth than the acting on this show. <laughs> uh,
2: so they were trying so hard to establish storylines and character backgrounds in a ridiculously short amount of time. Yeah. Um, they, they, You know, look, I was making um, short films with smoke machines. Put a bit of smoke in those awful, <laughs> bloody sets. Like, bit of smoke, bit of light, you know, for goodness sake. It, it was absolutely rubbish. Everyone was too pretty as well. Everyone had their hair. Done uh, at Stefan. That's a uh, Queensland reference for those who are yeah, watching. Discover yourself, uh, Robert. Thanking you. Um, everyone was too made up, too well dressed. Um, there was a wonderful home and away actor who I liked seeing there. That was good for him, but it was a terrible, terrible show anyway. Um, the, the whole thing turns into a frat party when they get out of the spaceship. Like it was just, hey, here we are on Earth. Again, <laughs> it was absolute <laughs> That's rubbish. The point. But it was like American pie, but American pie was better. Uh, much, it's much fun. better. Why were there no radiation detectors? Detectors. No Nothing. So everyone's worried about radiation, but then everyone jumps out into the it, rubbish. Yeah. No detectors. <laughs> um, teen drama doesn't mix well with science. Uh, obviously, uh, neither of those things match up very well. Um,
5: I love that you have a list.
2: <laughs> I, I, really <laughs> <laughs> <still landless. laughs> I really do. I've got to tell you, Kirsty,
1: I have never seen Robbo do as much prep for anything <laughs> in his television career Definitely
6: like yes. he has for the review of it.
2: this yeah. show. That's how much I hated it.
5: it I, haven't,
6: yeah. I haven't disagreed with anything you said, mate. It
1: was dog
5: Thank shit. It, was dog it, shit. shit. Yeah. Oh, it felt like when we were watching it, a bunch of old people sat in a room and said, "Yeah, this is what the cool kids are saying." Yes. And that's how they <laughs> yeah.
2: <run> the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kirsty, you're absolutely right. That's what it sounded like. Yep. Thank you. Philip seems
6: to be the nicest guy out of all this, I think. I'm sure he's got nice things to say about it. Philip, what did you think?
4: Uh, I I approached it with hatred because, again, I had to get Netflix <laughs> put back on to watch it. Uh, I didn't hate it as much as what I thought. You know, it was cool. Who was the it was lighting silly. director, Philip? Oh, (laughs) fuck. I'm not sure, Rob. I I haven't really drilled down into this show, but I will
3: watch episode two. Oh, I've achieved my goal.
0: All right, Mark, what about you? Matthew, you're not going to find any love here, mate. (laughs) uh, This was the second time that I've watched this first episode of The 100 because I watched it the first time it came out because I liked – the way they sold the premise and i remember when i re-watched it why i didn't watch another minute of the show <laughs> yes. and that's because they thoroughly under underdelivered under delivered on the premise that they sold the show on oh it was awful. like it's in and of itself it's a fine idea what happens if the earth gets you know evacuated and people are living in space and they send all these naughty Good kids idea. down to earth and what are mm. they going to do hopefully lots of sex mm. None of that happens. They just come down yeah. to Earth and go, Oh, now we have to start our own colony and maybe there'll be an overthrowing of power up on the space station and oh there really is an end of story.
2: But also like, like Mum where Mum was like, You've got to go and we're thinking, Why is Mum sending her daughter there? And what's the story? She didn't oh really God, say well, goodbye. It, that's exactly right, It was absolute <laughs> <See ya. laughs> bullshit.
0: Anyway, ship and piss off daughter, that's what it uh, that was. it was awful. <laughs> Look, it's it's something that I can understand why Matthew's watching it. Matthew, how many seasons is in the series? Seven. No, so it's done all right. It no way. In the it hit, hit one hundred episodes. Yep, so it's seven seasons in the states. So it will live on, um, which just goes and to show that the target audience is none of us no. except Matt. Sorry,
1: who makes this in the States? I know it's on Netflix here. CW. Who makes
0: it? It was the CW. Was made by the CW. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm genuinely shocked it's got seven seasons. Like, I, I guess crap does rise to the top. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I just want to go back because, Rob, didn't you say that you you loved it or am I? No, I didn't say. He did though. Sorry, Matt. I, I did, thought that he, he did, did
1: say he liked said, it. I I loved it. And I've made two. I've made it to two and a half episodes, but I do think I'm sort of not going back to it.
0: But that's not what you said in your intro. <laughs> no, you I said, said I liked it. Yeah, you loved it. <laughs>
2: I
1: never loser. said I loved it. Go what back to the loser. tape, people.
2: Yeah, lo- here, oh, please.
1: Let's have a listen. Despite a terrible script, bad acting and plot holes galore, I actually enjoyed it. Um, No, Matthew, it's not great. And even all the bad things, I kept going for a bit. And I I sort of did like it. I wanted to like it. But ultimately, ultimately, it was
2: shit. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for that, uh, Marg and uh, David. There on the Matthew morning. Thanks
0: for the opportunity to watch a show that none of us seem to like.
2: Okay, oh. so who's got the next one though? Phil
0: didn't hate it as much as he thought Phil he did. Didn't That's hate a victory. It. That's a
2: victory for me. I like it. Uh, next week we're going to be watching uh, Philip Goliath on Prime Amazon. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. I've spoken
4: about it before. Oh, I'll enjoy Jesus. watching this first episode again.
1: Oh. I don't think I'm available next week. I might not oh, be able to watch about. it. No, well, hang on, McNeil.
4: Actually, the best piece of television, you ignorant fucks or what.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, the challenge has been set. Goliath on Amazon Prime is our TV group binge for next week. And that brings us to the end of this edition of TV Black Box. Kirstie. And Jesse, thank you so much hey. for joining us. Yeah. Been
2: been fun?
5: This is the funnest podcast we've ever done. They've all been pretty shit. <laughs> up to yeah, they're,
2: they're rubbish, <laughs> the other ones. Incl-
5: uh, including our own. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wait, can I be as. a guest on yours? Of course, we'd love to have
5: you. Yeah, we'd love to have you as a guest. The only guest we've had so far is my brother, and that wasn't really interesting. So, yeah.
3: What's it about? <laughs> Now's the chance to plug it. What's it about?
5: It's literally about nothing. We just talk shit, yeah. like literally oh, about nothing. It's, it's like awesome. a
2: Seinfeld. We talk. talk- Cast, yeah, it but it's is. not funny. No, but can I be part of it? Because I talk a lot of shit, but yeah, no one lets me That's all you need. That's, what That's
1: what we need. why it's not. Mama, you're sounding desperate. Do that <laughs> off air.
6: I'm very I'm desperate. Not, I'm not good at the talking, so it doesn't really land no, real well. he uh, does all the talking, <laughs> and I just I sit there and nod. I don't no, know. Am I going to say anything? Jesse.
2: Uncle Daddy Robo needs some time, so yeah, let, let's do this. Let's do a podcast. I think podcast we have together. talked
5: about your massive penis in the. In I don't have a massive penis. you Banana. <laughs> that brings us to the end of TV <laughs> Blackbox. Thank you,
1: team. Thank you, Malk. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Robo. I'm Rob McNight. We'll see you next week for TV Blackbox. Don't forget to where people in the industry get their news.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with quins.